Welcome to Episode 9 of Informed Aging, a podcast about health, help, and hard decisions for older adults. I'm Robin Roundtree. I work for Senior Helpers, a company providing in-home care in Central Florida. In addition to working in the senior care industry, I've spent six years as a family caregiver. With me is my co-host, Edith Gendron. She is the Chief of Operations for the Alzheimer's and Dementia Resource Center, a positive approach to care certified trainer and consultant, and a former family caregiver. The thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast belong to us, not our wonderful employers and sponsors. If you want to get mad, go ahead, get mad at us, but not at them. And keep in mind, before making any significant changes in you or your person's life, please consult your own experts. Today, we are very excited to talk to dementia expert Tipa Snow. Edith and I both think the world of this guest, and I think you will too after hearing from her. It's a two-part interview. We'll be back with part one after this. Senior Helpers is the only home care agency offering a revolutionary new way to approach senior care, the Life Profile Assessment. This data-based app is a crucial tool in helping seniors age safely and successfully at home. Combined with our proven in-home care programs and trained caregivers, the Senior Helpers Life Profile is leading the way to better outcomes for our clients. For more information, log on to SeniorHelpers.com. And we're back and uh, we are welcoming to the podcast today, Tifa Snow. Now, once upon a time, neither Edith or I had heard of Tifa Snow, but once we had, we learned there's a better way to provide care for those living with dementia or other forms of brain change. Tifa is an occupational therapist, over 40 years of clinical and academic experience. I like to call her a rock star of the dementia world. And you have heard in our podcast that Edith is a positive approach to care certified trainer and consultant. Well, Positive Approach to Care is Tipa's company. And the two of us could not be more honored to welcome you to the show. Hi. Hey there. It is great to be with you. It is always good to be with family. Yes. And uh, you've got a new book out. It's called Understanding the Changing Brain, A Positive Approach to Dementia Care. That sounds like a lot. It is. And people have asked, "Is does this have everything that you've ever done in it? It's like, no. <laughs> Why would you think that? <laughs> of course, for some people, you know, a book is the answer. And it's like, well, a book is a guide. And this book particularly is to hopefully help people start seeing people as people with changing brains rather than this disease that they can't wrap their head around and a loss pattern that all they feel is this isn't fair and this is awful because that doesn't tend to take us in directions that are helpful. Right. So the changing brain, there's a lot going on there. And so this is going to be for that person who needs to understand more the science part. Well, more, why does she do that? I mean, what is going on here? Because when a brain changes, yeah, there are some things that may stop working very well or stop entirely, but there are other parts of your brain that will start working or will take over or will be noticed for the first time. And so what that makes us think is that, well, this came out of nowhere and it's like, well, no, it came out of your changing brain. 
because as this part has more difficulty, well, your brain is going to try to find a workaround. And so it will use what it has left. And once your brain starts to go, oh, oh, so so they're swearing because they, number one, can't find the words they're looking for. Number two, I'm doing something that they're trying to give me an answer to, but I'm not understanding what they're saying. And third, unfortunately, that's a preserved area. And they've always known the words. They just chose never to use them before. So, oh, okay, well, now I can choose to do something different because I better appreciate why the words are coming out right now. And they seem to be directed to me. Got it. So it's not just what's happening in the brain, but how you can circle around and make your interactions better. Yeah, because my my thinking, uh, you know, this is my thinking. Once somebody appreciates this is a brain change, this isn't somebody not trying or this isn't somebody being ornery or stubborn. Um, and there is something you could choose to do that might be more beneficial than simply saying, mom, don't say stuff like that, which tends to elicit more stuff like that. And then you're frustrated thinking, well, why is she so mad at me? And it's like, well, you just tried to correct your mother. That's why. And she's still your mom. <laughs> right. Yeah. One of the things that we have found is most important now in understanding as a caregiver or care partner that it's you that has to do the changing is if we can have people understand what's going on in that brain, just exactly what Tipa just said, you get a whole different attitude. You see faces get very relieved, the stress gets reduced, and you see, oh, oh, I didn't know that she looks like she, or she can only see like she's looking through binoculars now. I didn't know that. No wonder she can't find what's right in front of her. Right. That and yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a perfect so example. You don't know that, and you're just adding to the stressful situation. And I know you've done a lot of in-person pre-COVID. Do you look out into the audience and see everyone having their aha moments? <laughs> it is. I mean, that was. I mean, you still can see it on webinars if it's a, not a Zoom webinar where they're hidden from you, but it's sort of a Zoom meeting. You'll get people to go. Oh, so that's what she's doing. Yeah. So when I touch her chest, yeah, she freaks out. It's like, but I told her what I was going to do. And it's like, yeah. And she never knew your hand was coming until it was on her chest because you leaned in and you smiled and you nodded. And she went, oh, okay. And she had no idea that that's why, you know, that that's, you were saying something of value, like, she thought you were saying, and she heard the okay, and she thought, yeah, sure, that's fine. And what you said is, I'm going to get the oatmeal off your shirt, okay? But she missed all the specifics. And because of that in combination with the limited visual field, she didn't even see your hand moving because she was watching your face. So when the contact happened with her body... It totally startled her, and, and she threw her hands up, which is a defensive maneuver. What are you doing? Get your hands off me. And then it feels like it's a fight because our two brains are not in sync anymore. We think they are. We, we talk like they are, but they're just not syncing. 
All right. So we're talking with Tipa Snell, author of the new book, Understanding the Changing Brain, A Positive Approach to Dementia Care. If you know someone with a loved one who has a dementia-related illness, this is a good gift to get. And if you also have that circle, you know, that includes that person, anybody who's interacting with someone with these dementia diseases should pick up the book, Understanding the Changing Brain, A Positive Approach to Dementia Care. We're going to talk more with Tipa right after this message. For over 37 years, the Alzheimer's and Dementia Resource Center, ADRC, has served as a Central Florida-based grassroots nonprofit and community resource center. They are dedicated to providing support and hope for families and individuals caring for someone they love who is living with Alzheimer's disease or other dementia-related illnesses. ADRC empowers caregivers with the knowledge, support, skills, and strategies they need to help them confidently prepare for the challenges that lie ahead. To learn more, visit the website adrccares.org. And we're back. Tipa's with us. Understanding the Changing Brain, a Positive Approach to Dementia Care is the book, but she's not only on the written page. I hear you're on TikTok. Oh, my heavens. <laughs> she is. She is. Now I saw her myself. You didn't just hear that I was on TikTok. You have to see me on TikTok because yes. there's this visual thing that happens. It is an experience. Um and to be honest, we never thought this would take off like it has. But boy, oh boy, um, there's a lot of interest, a lot of need. Um, a lot of people out there who are trying their very best, but really don't have any awareness of a lot of basic information that makes a difference. And just even the the two clips that I've seen are just like, okay, I've learned a lot just from that little clip. And I just love that that education is coming for the younger people who are just going through the phone. Yeah, that's the three right minutes time on TikTok. I never spent time on TikTok. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Thank people would show me things on TikTok and I go, very cute. Yeah, that's funny. And then you watch people like scrolling through TikTok. Well, I do look a little bit more now because, you know, when you start doing this, you start realizing, wow, this is the new educational space where people come to be. Uh, trained and educated. We have a lot of EMS personnel, which if you think about it, it's a great way for EMS to do quick little clips of things that they're interested in because they never know when they get, might get called away. But who are they getting called away to serve? Well, a lot of people that are having brain changes one way or the other. So um, yeah, they get called in as first line responders. So that's, it's kind of a really amazing network of human beings to tell you the truth. And it just fits with our, our short attention spans that we have these days. It sure enough does. And, you know, in one mess, they're called uh, micro learning sessions. I mean, they actually have a term for these micro learning sessions where, um, you know, you can get one little concept across one little concept. But if you can get the little concept across, maybe somebody will come back for another little concept. Um, so we also have a whole bunch of nursing students who are getting their content on these and OT students and PT students and and probably the one that I care the most about are families and people who are doing solo caring and they're doing it flying by the seat of their pants um, with very little concrete support from professionals because professionals aren't that interested in people living with dementia and their care partners I mean our caregivers for that matter in real time it feels like that's how it feels to them. 
you know, that they don't get much support. Yes. And I love that it's free out there. Dealing with a a lot of family members in in the business of senior care, they, they have called me up and say, how do I do this? And I may give them a suggestion and then they come back and they're like, that didn't work. I'm like, okay, so you're going to go to Google and you're going to type in Tipa Snow (laughs) and then the problem that you're having. (laughs) Because Tipa knows better than me. (laughs) And we do. We say that. That 40 years does crop up, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Have you done this for 40 years? You should get a little, 40 plus, it's 42 now. You should be getting a little bit better at not making exactly the same mistakes you used to make. (laughs) Yeah, but it's just brilliant that they can do that and you've made that available to everyone. So thank you for that. We really appreciate that. And and looking back over those 40 years, is this kind of what you were hoping to get to with the education or it just all happened? It really, um, pretty much everything I've done has been organic. I mean, it all started with, I started noticing early on that when people walked right up in front of another human being and leaned in on them, um, very rarely did the outcome really match what people had hoped for. It takes a really kind, gentle person to have somebody come in and lean in on you and go, I want you to stand up and come with me. I'm going to get you cleaned up because you've had a bowel accident. And to think that somebody is going to go, oh, okay, cool. Let me, you know, figure out how to get out of this chair and then I'll pull on you and you pull back. And so early on, I discovered, you know, how I position myself, how I support someone coming to stand, how I initiate a conversation really does make a difference. And so that's where that positive physical approach came from. And that started um, when I was a student and working in long-term care and watching what was happening and going, here, try this. I think it would work better. Mm. And that's how it all started. You know, so it started very organically where I would be successful and someone would say, well, how did you get her to do that? And said, well, I moved to the side and got down and I made sure she knew what I wanted. And I actually showed her with my body and they'd go, oh, well, I don't have time to sit down. And I mean, honestly, you just want to go, okay, how much time did you end up spending? And you never did get her out of the chair or it took two people and she was angry and then you didn't actually get her changed. Well, yeah, but I don't have time. And it's like, wow, how do I break that? And so TikTok is a great example of how you sort of go, okay, here's three minutes. Look what I got done kind of thing. Um, And helping people see this differently. So that changing brain. I mean, when we talk about changing brains, we're talking about everybody's brain needs to change. You said it. It's like, we've got to change because they're changing. Right. And so we're hearing more and more about uh, autistic people that diagnosis popping up. Do your methods translate to different kinds of brain change other than dementia? Interesting. You should ask, but the answer is absolutely. I actually started my... uh, life out with a grandfather who moved in who had dementia, which we didn't know. We thought he was just weird, Um, (laughs) but I could work with him pretty well. I mean, my mom didn't get along with him much at all, but I did a great job with him most of the time. Um, And then I worked with kids with autism and speech problems who were coming and developmental disabilities who were coming out of state institutions as a teenager. So that's where I started off really appreciating different kinds of brains and being successful at it. And so I had nuns who would say, I think you're earning your crown. And I'm like, 
It's just a summer job. I'm not actually working on a craft. Right. <laughs> but the idea of, yeah, people who live with autism have challenges in very similar parts of the brain. Communication, uh, picking up on social cues, and then realizing their own social presence and how to negotiate and how to work through sensory issues that might be interfering with participation. So for me, it all makes sense, as does you know working with people with mental health issues who might have depression or anxiety or bipolar, or because what I'm really doing is picking up on their needs, their abilities, and then coming in and supporting where they are rather than trying to make them be different than they can be right in that moment. And what Tifa said right there is critical for every listener to understand and hold tight on their abilities, not on their dysfunction, their lack, their loss, on their abilities. And that's really, for me, that's the core of positive approach to care. Edith, I could not agree with you more on that point. So that wraps up the first half of our Tipa Snow interview. Make sure that you look for and download part two. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast, Informed Aging. Tell your family and friends about us. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at informed underscore aging, Facebook, facebook.com slash informed aging. If you need to reach out to us, email informedagingpodcast at gmail.com. Today's episode was recorded at Digital Broadcasting's podcast studio. That's it for now. We're looking forward to our next visit.